Welcome to Rogue News. We are the preeminent geostrategic, geoeconomic, and geopolitical news show on YouTube and on the web. Join us for hard-hitting analysis, behind-the-scenes strategy, and brutal commentary. Find out why many consider us the place to get their news and information. Check us out at roguenews.com. Follow us on Twitter at Real Rogue News, Facebook, and most of the popular podcasting apps. Most of all, remember to subscribe, like, comment, and share. Hey, good morning, good evening, good afternoon, folks. This is Economist. We have with us Harley Schlanger, and it's time to hang with Harley. You can find Harley over at LaRoucheOrganization.com, LaRoucheOrganization.com, as well as the Schiller Institute.com as well. He uh, is a prolific voice for a better tomorrow. And with that being said, Harley, how are you, sir? I'm doing fine, V. Good to be with you. Great being with you. There's so much going on. I don't know where you want to start with this ball of yarn, Harley. Well, let's start with something that's that's interesting. I, I think it just happened last week be, uh, before we came on, but this Australia-U.S.-Great Britain deal. Yeah, we talked about it last week, the, uh, the new okay. security pact, yeah. uh, supposedly that uh, was orchestrated privately in secret. Uh, to undermine France, but also to target China. Now, every one of the partners, uh, Morrison of Australia, Biden, Johnson, said this has nothing to do with China. Well, the head of the Navy, the, the uh, Navy command, gave a, a briefing yesterday, and he said this has everything to do with China. This was a brilliant move on our part. So... You know, if you want to create an unstable world, this is the way to do it. You move out of one war where you say we're ending the endless wars. I guess they figure if there's a war with China, it won't be endless. It'll come to an end pretty quickly. Very quickly. And it, it, would, uh, it would end with uh, Australian, U.S., and British troops glowing in the dark. That's how it ends. And maybe the rest of humanity starving because of the effects of the nuclear war. Exactly. People are sick. They're absolutely sick. This is what happens when you have a bunch of idiots uh, involved in a massive geopolitical circle jerk, and they have no idea what they're doing. Incredible well, low-quality individuals, Harley. The uh, security director of the Russian Duma, Patrushev, mm -hmm. made an interesting point. He said, this time you can definitely see the role of the British Empire in shaping this. Oh, yeah. And he referred to geopolitics. Uh, there's also a very excellent article by Pepe Escobar the other day in Asia Times where he said this is an attempt to create a reverse Mackinder. You know, that the U.S. Is, is out of Central Asia now with the withdrawal from Afghanistan. So what's it doing? It's going for a maritime encirclement, which is not exactly what Mackinder had in mind in his geopolitics. But the issue is Eurasia. And the reason it's an issue is because Eurasia is moving with a development perspective that's uh, overcoming the mistakes that were imposed on them after the collapse of the Soviet Union when they went with a radical free trade shock therapy policy. 
Now instead they're going with an industrial driver policy, credit for industry, uh, export economies, infrastructure investment, uh, innovation. You know, it's everything that we used to do. And this is being directed from China, but it also includes Russia. It includes, I mean, even Pakistan uh, is, is moving in this direction. And you see the United States debating this insane Biden green policy. Uh, so, you know, we're, we're going in the wrong direction. That's for sure. It's so typical uh, when you when were led by such idiots, uh, such as what we have, Harley. Um, none of these idiots are in any position of power because of merit. They're there because they know somebody. And, you know, like I, I said on, on, on a broadcast uh, during the week, you know, it says the cream rises to the top, the creme de la creme. And what we have here in the West, in the United States, UK, Australia, we don't have the, the you know, the cream rising to the top. The, the leaders of our nations are similar to the froth at a public urinal. That's exactly what they are. <laughs> well, if anyone watched Boris Johnson the last few days, you get a really clear example of that. Johnson, before he left to come to the United States for the UN General Assembly, had to preside over an emergency about electricity shortages in England, oh, yeah. in Great Britain. And what happened is because of the deregulation, they, they basically applied the Enron model of deregulation, who can provide electricity the cheapest. And out of 55 electrical uh, producers or suppliers, I should say, uh, 45 of them are about to go bankrupt. Seven of them went bankrupt in the last month. A another 38 are heading in that direction. And the prices are going through the roof, which is what happened, of course, in, in uh, Texas when you had the deep freeze in California when you have the blackouts. The same thing's happening in, in Great Britain. So people can't afford electricity, but it's not even being produced or distributed. So Johnson meets and he says, we've got to fix this. This is the most important thing for us to deal with. Then he jets over to New York City and presides over what? The Conference on Climate Change and why we have to get rid of <laughs> nuclear, coal, fossil fuels. And he's going to have Great Britain lead the way. Well, they're leading the way to have no electricity. Yeah, absolutely. It, it, it's it's what these neo feudalists want: a, a starving, cold, and ragged population with no innovation. You know, it, it, I don't know what they're going to do to you know. The, I don't know how they want to have uh, people uh, heat their homes, Harley. You know, it, it's it's just ridiculous. Well, the, I'll tell you, the problem is that on this question and on on the on various strategic questions, they're completely without a a plan that will work. Whatever they try to do will lead to a catastrophe. Of course. But, Everything they touch. But they won't have they won't allow the debate to take place. Instead, they're engaging in uh, rhetorical uh, arguments about how China is aggressive and a threat to the all the Asian countries. Russia's a threat to Ukraine. Look, there's a NATO uh, military maneuver underway in Ukraine right now. Now, Ukraine did something that was interesting. The, the parliament passed a bill that would limit the ability of oligarchs to participate in politics, uh, spending limitations. They can't use their television stations and so on. And the guy who was pushing this, who was a Zelensky top aide, uh, was a target for assassination two days ago. Now, 
obviously it's the oligarchs that are trying to get rid of him and send the message to Zelensky. What does Chatham House say? What does British intelligence say? Putin did it. Putin sent the hit team. Mm-hmm. So they, they won't re- retreat from a narrative, which is obviously false. Similarly, they're using this incredibly emotional scene in uh, the Netherlands around the MH17 flight. Uh, they're trying people in absentia. They're trying to get a big civil damage against Russia. And it, it's highly emotional because there were people who lost their family members. But what do they say over and over? Why won't Putin come clean? It's not clear. There's no evidence that this was ordered by Russia. This was the plane that was shot down over Ukraine about six years ago. No evidence. A couple of other stories that I think are really interesting in terms of this, and and this is where we can beat them. People don't want to hear about strategic things. They're, They're just not, they don't get grabbed by it, although they should. But what does interest them? Well, if they get it reported, the story came out two days ago that there was a confirmation that the Hunter Biden emails were real, that this these were not phony or Russian fabrications. These were real emails from Hunter Biden, including working with his father to, to make money, including uh, the, the story about China, the story about Ukraine, all of it's been confirmed, but it doesn't get out into the media. Then I think the most interesting is the Sussman indictment. Finally, we got something from the Durham investigation. And Sussman is the attorney for Perkins Coy, who is essentially at the center of the whole Russiagate story. Uh, And this is so phenomenal. And I, I think it shows what a cabal of criminals these are, that that it might actually break through if people hear about it. Sussman was charged with lying to the FBI when he said that he didn't have a client who was uh, sending him around to the FBI with the Russiagate story. Well, it turns out he did have a client. It was Hillary Clinton and her campaign. But he also said that he was not working for them. But they have the documents now that show that while he was being interrogated by the FBI and while he was lying to them about not working with Hillary, he was billing the Hillary Clinton campaign. (laughs) Oh, man. So obviously they expected this would never come out. And then you begin to see that uh, he was the one who brought in Fusion GPS, which was the Christopher Steele report uh, and, and so on. So. If you put this together in a competent way, what it shows is that Hillary Clinton, working with the FBI, with very great support of British intelligence and Brennan and and the CIA, put together a completely fake story. Uh, the, The story Sussman was lying about, by the way, was that there was evidence that that Trump's server was in contact with Alpha ba- uh, Bank. Yeah, yeah. Well, it turns out that the server was not really Trump's. Uh, Alpha Bank had no connection to Trump. But this became the basis for getting the FBI to dig deeper. Now, the FBI also knew that this was not true, but they used it for the wiretap, the, the FISA court uh, uh, warrant, to go after Carter Page, which gave them the the potential to tap the whole Trump operation. 
So it all goes back to this guy Sussman, Perkins Coy, Fusion GPS. Uh, what was the name of the cybersecurity firm? Uh, they, they were also brought in on it. Uh, in any case, the whole story is there, except it's not there because the media is not reporting it. Right. And Rachel Maddow continues to spin this narrative. How, how does that, that you know, uh, Richard Maddow, I don't know how she's able to uh, go to sleep at night, Harley. Well, because she's completely immoral. That's how. You know, if you're if you are a satanic personality who doesn't care about lying, in fact, who's well compensated for her lies, I, I heard she gets something like thirty million dollars a year. And she I think yep. she gets something like twelve hundred dollars per uh, minute in her uh, newscasts. So you know, here you have someone who gets a lot of money, who's not being challenged. She's not being held to account. Right. And the, the people who are actually telling the story uh, can't get it out. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Unreal. So she figures she, she's not going to face any uh, accountability for this. Hmm. No, none whatsoever. And, and that's what that, that's what really <clears throat> angers me the most. You know, I'm glad that these things are coming out now, but how far do you think they'll actually go with all of this, Harley? Well, that's the problem. I mean, Durham waited till the last minute where the statute of limitations was running out to indict Sussman. He's got so much material if he really wanted to go ahead. And, you know, the, the question here is, clearly the U.S. Department of Justice couldn't stop this. So... You know, what will likely happen is that Sussman will have very well-paid attorneys and they'll end up eventually with some kind of plea bargain. And so it'll be swept about two years from now. And in the meantime, we won't hear much about it. But I think this is why it's important that these kinds of stories, along with the bigger strategic picture, get out there. Because the problem is, that the people who care the most about these stories get caught up in the smallest details. And it's done deliberately that way. They're given a, a couple of bones here and there that they can pick on and chew over. And so you have identity politics left and right. You have the profiles and the, the bigger picture gets left out. Now, what, what's part of this bigger picture? There's a, a huge battle in Europe right now over whether Europe should go with Russia or China or the United States, or can they have a middle path? And, you know, a lot of the business in Europe is clear that big business, manufacturing and productive companies want, want deals with Russia and China. And they're basically saying, why can't we have work with Russia and China and the United States? Well, the United States and the British are making that impossible. So you have this story being put forward in the European Parliament, the uh, European Union. Uh, Ursula von der Leyen introduced something called the Gateway, which is essentially a European defense community. Now, this is a non-starter. The, the Europeans are not going to fund it. There's no way 
if the Russians wanted to attack Europe, there's no way that without the United States, uh, Europe could survive. Uh, there's not enough money for them to build up a military. But some of them are saying, well, look, the United States is providing nuclear submarines to Australia. Maybe we can get some. And then the French come in, and instead of saying this whole idea is preposterous, they're saying, well, we can sell you subs. <laughs> hmm. Unbelievable. So what we're seeing, in, in a, to sum it up, is the collapse of Western civilization. And the whole idea of the Thucydides trap, the, named after the Greek historian who put forward a hypothesis that most of history is the rise and fall of empires. And when one empire is falling and another one is rising, you usually have a war. And I think uh, Graham Allison, the historian, uh, did a survey from the time of Thucydides to the present. There have been 11 cases where an imperial power fell and another power came up. And in 10 of those cases, there was a, a war. And so that's because of that hypothesis, you have the U.S. military saying, look, the Russians are going hypersonic. The Chinese are going hypersonic. We're behind. We've got to start spending more than $800 billion a year to catch up. <laughs> and, and they can't because they've been working on hypersonics. The U.S. has been working on hypersonics for the last 20, 25 years. And they, yeah. they cannot do it. They don't have the technology, the wherewithal. They don't have the, this is why the Saudi Arabians are like, yeah, we're done with your Thad. We're done with your Patriot missile system. It is garbage. And they're lining to buy up S-400 and S-500 uh, missile battery systems from the Russians. That's what they want. Because they see it working. They see them working in Syria. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. 100%. Because if you notice the last three weeks when the S-400 systems went live in Syria, last several weeks there has been zero... Uh, Israeli strikes in the area. F-35s from Israel ain't firing. Why? Because Russian electronic warfare systems are in place that can literally shut those things down. Literally and, and shut the, down missiles. And the Israelis are not stupid. They're not going to launch things no. that are going to get destroyed. Exactly correct. Exactly correct. And the people don't realize that the Russians, when it comes to a lot of the hardware that they have, is literally two generations, two and a half, even three generations ahead of anything that the U.S. has. I mean, the, well, the Belograd was, is amazing. Have you seen that, Harley? The, it, it's a nuclear-powered torpedo yeah. that literally is the size of a whale. It can you know, tra traverse and patrol the world's oceans in perpetu like perpetually without stopping. And when it's needed to, it can detonate a, uh, a, a, a nuclear device the size of the, uh, of the Sarmat, which is the most powerful nuclear bomb on God's green earth, right off the coast of the East Coast and create a tsunami. I mean, these are the types of weapons. It's incredible. Hypercapitated tornadoes that go 400 knots underwater. Did, did you see the drone tanks they have? Incredible. Incredible. So, but, but here, now, here's the, here's the important question. We've got a situation where everyone agrees, at least on paper, in Afghanistan, that the new government there, whenever it comes into power, must not allow the country to be used as a base for terrorism. And that they should not be, they should not grow opium poppies. So the question is, how do you assure that the Taliban will feel the need to integrate with the rest of the world? Now, what's the US policy? Janet Yellen announced the day that the Taliban marched into Kabul on, on August 15th, 
that the U.S. would freeze, the Federal Reserve would freeze the $7.5 billion of the Taliban or of the Afghan government money that's being held in the United States. That money would be, some of that would be shipped out every two weeks. So the government had funds to pay their, their workers. So there was money to buy fuel, food, and medicine. What happens when you cut that off? It's been cut off for a month now. The IMF has cut them off. Now you're telling them, we want you to be good guys and work with us. And to make sure you do, we're going to starve you. Now, you know, the, this makes no sense whatsoever. And the United States is part of something called the Troika Plus, which is China, Russia, U.S., and Pakistan. And they had two meetings already on how to bring stability to, to Afghanistan. There was supposed to be one today. The U.S. didn't show up. So here we are in a situation where, in a sense, we're driving the Taliban into desperation. We have our American leaders talking about how concerned they are about the rights of women in Afghanistan and the future for children. And yet we're starving them. We're withholding no other country. Medicine. No other country in the last 50 years has killed more women and children than the United States. That is a fact. And now all of a sudden they care, Harley. Well, and all you have to do is take a look at the last century. The difference between the Versailles punitive sanctions against Germany after World War One which led to the Weimar hyperinflation and then directly to the communist versus Nazi fight in the end of the 20s that, that led to the rise of Hitler, funded by the same Anglo-Americans that are running the country today. That led to World War II. After World War II, they were proposing the same thing to do the same thing to Germany. And the Nazis clearly were, were much more uh, dis disgusting uh, and brutal than the Germans had been in World War I. But Roosevelt intervened and, and cooler heads prevailed and they said, no, let's help rebuild them. And you have in Germany and Japan, instead of angry people who are seeking revenge, you had countries that functioned. So if you just looked at that as an example, why would you, I mean, do we really need to hold on to seven and a half billion dollars of Afghanistan's money? Do we really think if we gave them that money that they would then build a nuclear bomb and attack us? No, I mean, it's, it's just a, a sign of how the West has lost its way. Yeah, exactly. Very well said. Harley, anything else that you would like to comment on? Well, there's a whole lot because the world is in a, a big mess, but... I just want to bring up one comment that was made that, that I think was quite appropriate by a former prime minister in, in Australia, Keating, who was not a particularly good guy, but he just said, what benefit is that of turning Australia into an aircraft carrier for the United States? It means that we're going to be in the line of fire first. Yeah. And, you know, at the, one of, just one other thing I'll mention the Australian, which is the uh, newspaper there owned by the British Empire's Rupert Murdoch, had an article, a lead story on the uh, this new agreement, the uh, security agreement between Britain, the United States, and Australia. And it said, look, we really shouldn't go to war with China. Instead, we should work to have a coup in China to get rid of Xi Jinping. <laughs> 
So the uh, Brits are openly calling for a regime change coup in China and Russia. They they, they think this is uh you know this is Afghanistan and they, they think this is some backwater third world mud hutted little country in Africa. And I, I, I think it was Lee Kuan Yew, the the great leader of Singapore, who took Singapore from a malaria ridden rock into an economic powerhouse. Lee Kuan Yew said it best in one of these interviews that he did before he died. He said. What you in America need to understand is that you need to look to China not as some another player on the block, but the biggest player on the block. And that's the problem with the West, Harley. Well, and, and as Helga said, if people knew something about the history of China, and one of the points she brings up, Helga Zeplerouche, is that China is a Confucian country more than it is a Marxist country. And the ideas of Confucius were compatible completely with Plato. And one of the people who studied Confucius was a fairly well-known American named Benjamin Franklin. Mm -hmm. And this idea of the general welfare, which is in the preamble to the Constitution, is coherent with Confucius's idea of good governance. Yep. So perhaps there's a common ground we could find if we weren't so insistent on being number one in the policemen of the world. Exactly correct. Exactly correct. Very well said. Harley Schlanger, thank you so much for joining us again, folks. You can find Harley over at LaRoucheOrganization.com, TheLaRoucheOrganization.com, and the TheSchillerInstitute.com as well. Subscribe there. Give out your email. They will get weekly newsletters from them, as well as uh, they will alert you to the events that they run. They run some of the best online symposiums i've ever seen it is truly remarkable harley thank you so much for joining us all right v good talking to you again see you next week take care